This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS. Oh no, a walrus. <laughs> Attenborough, McAttenborough face. Who's the bald guy? In Soviet Russia, walrus hunt you. Did Jesus have a MySpace page? Tatum Scrotum. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I want an all expenses paid senior trip to Paris. Right now, I want to go to the restaurant in Ratatouille, the one where the rat cooks. That's an animated film, Infinity. Rats don't actually work there. You expect me to believe one man done this? Beware of rabbits. They eat carrots. This is the morning stream. Hey everybody, welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream for October 1st, 2019. Brand Woo, new, new month. month. Woo! We just hit reset on the month. That's and right. Now... That's right. A lot of football All this the... month. Lots of football. You got your Halloween unit there at the end. That's right. Yeah. Uh, got, uh, what else you got? Uh, Columbus Day. Yeah. Yeah, we were celebrate... Uh, 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 Gerard Depardieu's birthday? Oh, no, wait, not that <laughs> That's right. We celebrate uh, uh, Conquest of Paradise is what we do. <laughs> yeah. Everybody get your old DVD copy out, dust it off, put that in the player. Uh, what else? October for me is like was, a lot uh, of soups and jackets. I like jackets and soups. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, leaves yeah. are changing in the mountains. Oh, yeah. The mountains get all Butternut orange. squash soup. Yeah. Oh. Dude, you're talking my language here. Time for me to start uh, roasting some roasting some butternut squash and carving a pumpkin. Yeah, and I will wait for Kim to do it. It'll be great. Can't wait for <laughs> it. Anyway, uh, hey, yeah. it's uh, good to be here. Uh, somebody, somebody in the chat who I've noticed before is a, a relatively new person who kind of hangs around. His name is Sulfur Fart. Uh, <laughs> okay. He was here. I don't know what other show he was here for. I think it was the instance or something but he says the bald guy what's his name so you can always tell when there's a new guy <laughs> that's brian ibbett everybody i'm scott johnson yeah. and we're doing a show uh, hi sulfur fart yeah welcome sulfur fart that's a fantastic name and we're glad to have you here along with all these other chuckleheads that we have in here this morning totally totally good to have everybody here i agree so i get weird emails once in a while so do you uh uh-huh. sometimes they come in the form of weird phone calls we play them here on the show and sometimes they're so weird I can't avoid playing them. Now, I didn't get a call this time. I converted it to a voice file, though, because I can't do it justice reading it. But this robot voice sure can. So I'm going to play this for you, Brian, kind of sight unseen. Uh, this okay. this is apparently not just spam. This came from, like, a person, as best I can tell. Not, not automated. Okay, gotcha. As All best right. I can tell. I'm not 100% sure. I actually clipped it as an image and put it on Twitter and let people kind of fiddle around with it for a bit. And everybody's like, oh, you got to figure out a way to have this read on the show. And I said, well, all right, we'll, we'll do a text-to-speech conversion. How about that? 
Now it's a little. <laughs> I love it. it. It's, okay, good. It's a little long, so I'm probably not going to play the whole thing. It's like a minute twenty four, but you'll get the gist. All right, so so here you go. I don't know what this is, but here's this email. Actual email I got. Converted it to speech. Take a listen. Hey, thanks for the intel on the exploitation of myself through Matchstick Man on YouTube, and I'm not conning anyone. I am the son of Jesus Christ, Messiah, Enoch Illuminati, as Israel is two miles below the United States of America, and the Roswell Project, my father, Jesus Christ, and my mother during the virgin conception of myself was exactly 2,334 years ago. All right, that's kind of the thing. That's wow. It is an odd uh, sort of end times uh, third eagle piece of business, and there's no Here's... links. There's no links. That's a, like a normal Gmail reply address. Uh, huh. it, there's nothing that says, "Hey, fi- give me some information." It's just this statement, and they bring up Matchstick Men, which we covered on. Yeah, film. Sack. Yeah, that's the thing. So, so like it's using some sort of. Um... Uh, what is it called? Heretics, where it looks at things that you know that you've that you might be connected to online. Mm-hmm. A weird one to pick, like going back to film sack matchstick men, but yeah, kind of a little bit sounds like it would be Nicolas Cage's autofill iPhone autofill. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's just constantly hitting the middle button on autofill and letting it choose the next word. You might be you might be onto something there, but it really um really weird, and I just can't get it out of my head. Because normally when I get these sort of things, it's like, oh, that's a bot fishing for info, trying to get a bank account, trying to sure. get me to give them my login, right. Google info, whatever. And I'm too smart for that stuff. But this thing was a paragraph without any links, without any dubious header, like header information. Punctuation. Yeah. Oh, and I, I did a, a header trace thing to find out where it came from. Now, this stuff can be spoofed, obviously, yeah. but it says it came from Massachusetts. Sure. So so it says it's from the States. Um Again, that could be wrong, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. like the all uh, all signs point to what the hell is this for? If you're not scamming, what do you mean? What are you doing? And I haven't been able to get it out of my head as a result. Now the guy's claiming to be Jesus, and uh, mm-hmm. he's got all kinds of end time stuff to say later on in the call, uh, but also uh, he's super friendly by the end of it. It's the weirdest thing. So the first question is: Would Jesus use Gmail? <laughs> He'd use Jmail, right? He used G's mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no so way. Hold Jesus on. Said, this is good. This is a good question. If Jesus was here now, what <laughs> services would he use, and which ones right. would he avoid? Would and he I use think Yahoo? Um, would he Jesus at aol.com. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, that's pretty good. I can't think of a better yeah. one than that. He'd probably still <laughs> use he'd use I, ICQ because it was the best it ever got. He'd think in in terms of instant messaging, right? Uh, he'd probably have, he'd have an iPhone, but he'd unlock it. So yeah. it would be and a he'd, gold. And he'd have no need. He'd still be on an eight. It's like, oh, I don't need a 10. <laughs> no, he would just I'm get Jesus. I don't need a 10. I don't need the full screen or the ad emojis. Yeah. They still sell the eights. I'll just get an eight. He would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what else would he do? Hit me up on, hit me up on Friendster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd still, he'd want to use older social networks. He knows that the he knows Facebook is the devil's plaything. He knows Twitter is right. uh, Lucifer's penis. Um, what is up, YouTube? It's yeah, your boy what Jesus. is up? It's Jesus and bo- and and I've been to TwitchCon. <laughs> Mash that subscribe button. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would Jesus. You know, they always ask that. There's that old question: What would Jesus do? And I would like to ask it in that yeah. modern context. Would he use YouTube? Would he use? Uh, 
Instagram. Would right. he be an Instagram guy or a or a, a, a Snapchat guy? Probably Instagram. It's a little more. I mean, we talked about iPhone, but would he be Windows or Mac? I mean, he might like the flexibility of being able to customize your computer to to all of your specifications and be able to, you know, modularly add to it to increase its its power. Or he might just like the all in one ease of use of a Mac. Yeah. Or or maybe he he does this a lot. Maybe he comes down and goes, none of you are doing it right. And it's just Linux or something. Like, you know, he's super into some yeah, weird. Yeah, still rocking a Next computer. Yeah, something something that would got it right the first time and everyone just forgot about. <laughs> so I don't know. Laptop or desktop. I think he'd be a, I don't need to carry a laptop with me. I'm totally a desktop guy. <laughs> you think he's a desktop guy? Yeah. yeah a... He'd want to stay pretty untethered while he was out and about, I would think. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want to always have his face in his phone. So what car would he and drive? And I'm only going to use a wired connection. No <laughs> Wi-Fi for the security. It's also and I have a piece of blue electrical tape covering my webcam. It's also really good for my ping when I'm playing Fortnite. Um, <laughs> That's right. So, exactly. so wait a minute. What do you what do you think he drives? What would he drive? What car? Uh oh. Let's see. Something. Something reason is he is he is he hybrid? Is he full electric or is he? Hmm. See, I think he'd be smart enough to know that electric uh, is, is you know, people have this false sense of like, oh, if I'm doing electric, then I'm not burning fossil fuels. But actually, a lot of fossil fuels are being burned to provide your electric. So he would know that. Um, yeah. He would know that. And he would like be. Not- I'm going to say, I'm going to say actually that he's more, uh, he's less worried about um, uh, long distance travel than he just likes kind of, something just to kind of get around really close by. I'm saying Jesus is rocking a Vespa. Okay. And I'll bet it real. Yes. Around town, a little uh, baby blue Vespa. Yeah, pastel blue. Yeah, yeah, pastel blue. For sure. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, it, but but there will be times where he'll just rely on the kindness of others to take him far places. So when he needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you headed into town? Mind if, yeah. I, mind if I hit your ride? <laughs> so when, they, when he needs to go to Vegas to like rebuke everybody, he'll hitch a right, ride with right. somebody who's going to Vegas, who's nice. And they say, oh, it's Jesus. We can take him. There's room. All right, final question. What? Yes. You're in a car. Jesus has asked you to hitch a ride to Vegas because he's going to rebuke everybody. He called shotgun. Yeah. He called shotgun. And he's going to sit up. He's going to do it from the top of the pyramid uh, just so he can get as much, uh, or maybe the stratosphere. He's going to put his bare feet on the uh, the dashboard, too, right? He's going to kind of (laughs) recline his chair a little bit back. And he's going to put his bare, stinky feet on the dashboard. All right. Let's say that's true. What snacks? Right. Oh, geez. Sorry, honey. I didn't see you there. What snacks does he bring to uh, oh, in the car? Sure. What, what's he into? Um, he's, he's bringing corn nuts and grapes. Okay. I was going to say dried you know, fish. Grapes because, you know, nice, healthy, healthy thing to eat. And then corn nuts because there's that little naughty side. I was going to say... Uh, those little yellow fish, what are they called? Goldfish. Uh, goldfish. And, yep. And and he would also have um, some uh, croutons, a bag of croutons. So basically, he's got bread and fish. What? Yeah, bread and fish. You know the old oh, story. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Bread and fish. So if he runs out of any of those, he just kind of like can make a little nod of his head, and suddenly he's got 5,000 more. He can just keep making them. Those little Melba circles, like the ones that you fish out of the um, the che- the Chex Mix. Like they're oh, the right. they're the circles of really hard mm-hmm, bread. Mm-hmm. The first things you go for when you see them in the Chex Mix, and then you start making your way to the making your way to the. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's cool. He'd go. He'd eat all. But what's funny is the idea that he would just eat all of those and leave everything else. I kind of like that idea. Well. Right, right, exactly. All right. Well, I think we've. I, I think, brought checks mix, but it's got all the round bread pieces taken. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've pretty pretty well established what uh, Jesus's carbon footprint would be yes. once once he got Jesus here. Jesus road trip, uh, and then then clearly, you know, he sends incoherent emails. Do you think it's the gap? Or does he go to H and M? Where's where do he? Oh, where does he get his casual clothes? He's American Eagle Outfitters all the way. Oh, American Eagle Outfitters. That's a good one. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. It's yeah. still reasonably priced, but uh, they right. Got, but you it's know. you know it's not as uh, it, they're offer a, a few more prints and patterns than the Gap. Right. Okay, is, is he a Walmart guy? Forever, or? forever twenty-one. Allura for real might have the, the answer. Jesus goes to forever twenty-one. It'd have to be forever thirty-two. He died thirty-two. Yeah, well, and it's also uh, they they just filed for bankruptcy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> forever, forever eighteen, forever chapter eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right. Well, wait. So, uh, Walmart or tar- Target for Jesus? Where does he go? Uh, Target. Yeah, I think so Target, too. Yeah, Target's he, better. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. He he gets he gets mobbed at Walmart. <laughs> well, they just got more fans at Walmart. People are just, just more fans. Okay. More fans at Walmart. All right. Fair enough. The heathens, the heathens shop at. Uh, <laughs> All right. I like it. Heathen, heathens are at Target. His his yeah. people are at Walmart. <laughs> You know, it occurs to me I'm going to get emails about this. It's fine. Keep, oh, get them, sure. Come on, go sure. ahead and send them in. Yeah. It's fine. I don't mind. Whatever. I'll take whatever you it, got. It'd be from people who've only been listening to us for a very short period because I think everybody else is like, oh, these guys, whatever. Yeah. Dear Scott and Brian, my name is Sulphur Fart, and I have had it up to here. <laughs> Dear Scott and Bald Guy. <laughs> <laughs> he did this the other night with the Instance or whatever show it was where he just was trying to figure out who everybody was. And, uh, sure. Who's the guy with the blue blue stuff in his hair? I guess Garrett doesn't have the blue stuff in his hair anymore. Not anymore, as far as I can tell. He's uh, <sighs> less blue, more brown. Just normal. so disappointed. I know. It was kind of a cool little um, Bride of Frankenstein little streak streak thing he had going yeah. on there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Garrett's full of character. There's no shortage of character with mm-hmm. Garrett. Mm-hmm. But that kind of was like the um, the. For if you don't know Garrett, it's the first bit of character that you're presented with. Right, with Garrett. Right. You know what you should do? You, Is rock a little blue streak? No. Better than that, you should go full uh-huh. Airbender and put a blue arrow on your head. You know the arrow oh. on, on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should paint that on there for Halloween and be the air, the the last last Airbender. The, the second to last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next to last Airbender. Yeah. That would be awesome. Just a big old blue arrow pointing forward, and you could have your blue. It would be, well, it'd be nice to have something a little bit different, right? I mean, I, I don't think I could pull off the David Bowie lightning bolt. I don't think I could do the uh, the airbender arrow. Is there something? Hmm. Let's think about something this. that maybe isn't full on kiss makeup. That would be like I could make it my own. No, I guess not. If this is for Halloween, I've got to look like. I see what you're saying. You could this do would be a Halloween thing. Yeah, this but you could do whatever like you want. You could, you know, you could be who you want yeah. to be. You don't have to. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like you know, uh, I was thinking kind of more permanent, like if you know, not not permanent, permanent, but like as permanent as a blue streak in the hair, oh, not yeah. just like a Halloween thing. Oh, that reminds me about permanence. Yeah. Nick wants to get a tattoo, and that's uh, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just fine. 
But uh, and here, here's the cool thing. He wants to have it as a little sure. tribute to my dad, who he didn't really know, but he, you know, he likes, you know, likes likes to think about my dad a lot. So he wants to have a little reference in there of that sort or whatever, and that's all fine. And I'm not even sure what the final design is. But yesterday, I hear him talking about what this place is charging him, and they want four hundred dollars for this little arm tattoo, this short little small mm-hmm. arm tattoo on his thing. Four hundred freaking dollars. Now I understand that that's what you pay for good work. And that it's a good place, and that it's uh, safe, and a bet, bet, bet. I understand that. I know that's important. I get it. Sure. Four hundred dollars. My my point is not that that's not worth it. My point is, why do you want one in the first place? Do you know that you could get two switch lights for that price? Did you know that you could go <laughs> and get a I don't know just about anything for four hundred dollars. It's not necessarily the fact that oh my god, my son is vandalizing his skin. It's. He's spending $400 that he could spend on other trivial items? I mean, at first I was like, it was the skin thing. Because I was like, well, you really, Nick, it's super permanent. You really want to have this? And yeah. You're going to not yeah. be 19 the rest of your life. You're going to grow up and you're going to go, oh, man, that saggy blue faded thing. That, that was know. the first. It was the hardest thing to get past for me when Tristan started getting tattoos. And, it's, and it just you know became a thing where I was like, I just got to realize that it is a completely different um day and age than it was when I was a kid and, and tattoos meant a lot, you know, meant something different. You were either in the armed forces, you were a member of a gang or you, you know, or you never and I'm generalizing yeah. there, you know, there were more reasons than to get a tattoo, but, but you'd see more often it was like military thing or it was a gang thing or it was, um, <laughs> Yakuza says the chat. Yeah. Yakuza. Sure. Right. <laughs> Um, but these days it is more like a, uh, it feels more, I don't know, closer to on a whim. Mm-hmm. It's something that I like right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell people how much I like it yeah, without which, having to, which I think is almost worse because at least those people were committing to their thing. Even if it was like, um, you're part of the 98th airborne infantry unit or something, <laughs> and you're all getting matching tattoos. There's meaning in that. That is like a meaningful thing. Right. right. But if you're just right. like. Dude, you know what I think is cool? What? A freaking goat head on my arm. Like, it's not enough for $400, I don't think. I'm just looking at the value proposition. Like, you're going to be sick of it. I promise you he will be sick of it. He gets sick of everything. He thinks he wants a thing, and then two months later, we're on to something else. I just don't think he's the right... This is not the right frame of mind. I feel like saying to him, bud, wait till you're like 25, then decide. And by then, well, it'll be like, well, I don't gotta, know. And you got to pick your you got to pick your battle and then stick to it, or, uh, because uh, come at him from either the argument of like, all right, well, keep in mind this is permanent. Are you still going to want this tattoo in ten years or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or you say four hundred bucks? Isn't there something you, better you could spend your money on than four hundred bucks? Yeah. And the chat room chat room says uh, really, uh, I can't remember who said it was one uh, C. I think mm. it said. Uh, Good tattoos aren't cheap, and cheap tattoos aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's all. I, that, that's all true. I think uh, the part I've been pushing, and I have not been, I have been not not while you live under my. I'm not doing that, but I am saying to him, you know, this is a permanent thing. It worked with his sister. She was like, Ugh, I don't want to get one. It's not. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work on him or not. I feel like he might. He might take it as a point of rebellion. And that's fine. So the first, and maybe maybe he does his first one. Maybe you talk him into doing something smaller, just to see if he's fine with the the permanence of it. Because you don't want to commit to doing something permanent with a large scale arm tattoo, 
maybe something I don't know, like uh, uh, on your forehead. No, I'm kidding. On your <laughs> um, something in a less conspicuous place, something you can cover up with a button-up shirt if you need to. Which I guess the arm tattoo would be that sort of thing. Yeah. But the, uh, Tristan's first uh, tattoo was a tooth that he had put uh, behind his ear because it symbolized um, when he was three. He had he we were playing. He fell down. He broke a tooth and then and then broke some of the enamel off another tooth. And that tooth kind of died, but it was a a baby tooth. But the way it kind of um, altered the way his other teeth came in, his front two of his front four teeth came in fused together. Oh my lord! And so the doctor unfortunately had to kind of. It's like a whole tooth. That's like a big giant bone coming out of your face. Exactly. Exactly. And so the doctor, the dentist had to kind of break him apart and and do some, do some work on that. But so he, he kind of wanted something to kind of commemorate that piece of him, right? That like that thing that, uh, that was a part of his life growing up. And, uh, uh, so I kind of get it, you know, I mean, I would do something to kind of commemorate. I'm talking about getting one. I'm still talking about getting one with Tina's waveform. Uh, oh right, I really like that one. That one's back. a cool idea. Yeah. That, that one I like. I yeah, thought you guys were going. We could do that in Vegas this year or something. It didn't I was going to do it in Vegas, but that meant no pool for a month after getting it. Oh so, right. So I was kind of waiting until kind of this time of year where I don't plan on getting in any pools for the next <laughs> several months. Boy, that tells so. you everything you need to know about what's in pools, doesn't it? Because that right, it kind of does. <laughs> that's yeah. bad. Or what's man. in tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> Holy schmoly. Um, all right. So uh, the chat room seems to like this narrative that I'm somehow uh, uh, shaming Nick. I don't care if he gets it. I just think 400 bucks is a lot of money and you should think about it. That's all. That's a lot of freaking money. Oh, wow. If he gets one, fine. Zoe brings one. bacon. Yeah. Zoe brings bacon says you can't get a job with Disney if you have a tattoo. Is oh, that really is that true? true? Is that true? Wow. Or like a coverable tattoo problem. Like if you've got like a. Oh yeah, if you can I'm put sure a shirt if you've got on. a teardrop under your eye, you're probably, you know, they're probably going to kind of pass on your your application. But uh, yeah, if you got like a big full head tattoo or a neck tattoo, so it's got to be a visible, major visible. Yeah, I'll bet that's true. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say Disney, do you mean the parks? Do you mean probably an animation? I'm sure if you're an Imagineer, if you're an animator or something like that, I'm sure you can get a job at Disney with a tattoo there. Yeah. But yeah. probably like uh, you know Gary from Lot B, he can't be rocking his. Uh, uh, is thug life tattoo in a place that's visible. <laughs> I mean, I want that real bad. So <laughs> Gary, Gary with a thug life yeah, tattoo. Yeah. I kind of want that. Um, yeah. Post Malone is not going to be working for Disney, although he may in some other context, but yeah, Post Malone would not be right. running the uh, jumbo, the Dumbo ride. That's not going to happen. Um, oh, Dice Tomato, so close. He was trying to do a title, Thug Life Gary from Lot B, and he wrote Tug, tug Life. Life Whoa, That's Tug right. Life That's with right. Gary. Tug Life. Woo! That would be, that would really be a, a bad misspelling to have on a tattoo. Yep. Yep. No, it's supposed to say Thug Life with an H. <laughs> <laughs> Great googly moogly, he'd say, just like that uh, Great googly Kansas moogly, City yes, Chefs guy. Yeah. Chefs, right. <laughs> You know when you made a good commercial when that thing sticks with me for like thirty years, I still think about that commercial. Totally. Can I? I can't. Googly moogly. I can hardly name another one. I think I remember the Pepsi supermodel, what's her name one. 
I kind of remember Michael Jackson's Pepsi ones, I guess. Well, I mean, come on. You remember uh, Clara, Clara Peller. Where's the beef? Oh, yeah, Hurry. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And you remember I Fall and I Can't Get Up, Lady, and you remember... Uh, but I'm trying to think of it. Like, I'm trying to remember like of, uh, of, of Super Bowl commercials because they're supposed to be this, oh, this gotcha. moment of all the great commercials are on one day, but I honestly, I don't remember hardly any of them except for that one with the chefs. That's all. Uh, that's all I remember. What else? Name one. Was, were the were the Budweiser frogs? They got their debut in a Super Bowl thing, right? The frogs went Bud. Uh, right, and maybe that Wise App thing. Did that happen there? I think that probably started the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah what was that. the um, Bar Raphael? What was the ad that she did? Uh, uh, some it was like GoDaddy or something, where she had a big slobbery wet kiss with uh, some nerdy guy. Oh, Reese. Yeah, I have a memory of that, but it's all bad. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. like that one. <laughs> That's right. Those GoDaddy yes. ads were horrific. They still do those? Yeah. I don't know if they're big enough to do those anymore. No, I don't think they are. Yeah. Which good. is good. Yeah. Stay away from GoDaddy if you ever want to take your, oh, if you ever want yeah. to move your domain to another registrar. <laughs> yep. It's bad. I recommend 100. I, this is not an ad. I've, they've never done an no. ad. I have no reason to connect myself to them other than I love them. But I love uh, Hover. Hover.com. Hover is who I use. They're the yeah. bomb, for, dude. Ugh. If I need just a domain, Hover is where to go. They're great. Sure. But they can do you know forwarding and emails and all the other stuff you need to mm-hmm. do. But they don't bombard you with ads or try to get you to upsell. Any. They just give you a domain. And you say, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And you go use your domain. It's so great. <laughs> exactly. And, oh, you know, I'd like to move it out of Hover. Guess what? Yeah. Oh, it took three clicks. And yeah. I moved it away from Hover to someone else. And I had some weird hack thing happen with a server once. And it involved how yeah. the domain was handled or something. Mm-hmm. They were so cool about how they helped me fix it. They were so rad to deal with. Yeah. So... Yeah. F off, GoDaddy. Boy, if anyone has any connection to Hover and uh, wants to get him as a sponsor for us, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. And give us the Hey, fr- Hover, be a sponsor. Or I guess we could just talk nicely about you for free like we've been doing. You know, I'll do that. But also, could you just uh, give us free domains for the rest of our lives? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Good. Because yeah. right now I Perfect. pay annually for a bunch of stuff I'm never going to use. I really should just let them lapse. But I have them. <laughs> Do you have a lot of domains like that that you've hung on to? I have a few. I have a few. Yeah. I still want to do something with. Um, I have realityville.tv. Yeah. Because I feel feel like there's you know there's a website where people can, where we can put recaps of horrible reality shows. Wow. They're, like America's Next Top Podcaster. <laughs> I, think, I think you've got uh, you got an idea there for sure. Yeah. I was gonna log in and see what I have. I have so many. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. But one day I'll use some of them. <laughs> I still have I had my sharpmetalobjects.com for a while, but I gave that one up. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Even if all I kind of regret was... it for 10 bucks a month holding on to that or a year, would, that would have been fine to hold on to that. Yeah, but... that one's all right. The shortest yeah. one I have is I have gurp.org <laughs> um, and I have mydrawings.com. I have uh, newduck.com and. Uh, snorb, snorb, or no, snorb.com. Sometimes I would just find bat, dumb words that mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then, the shorter so, the dumb word, the better. But it had to be a pronounceable dumb word. Like, can't be like <laughs> XJV exclamation point five. Yeah. It has can't. to be like. Yeah. And, and this is the thing is that I'm probably going to die with these and then nothing's ever going to happen with them. 
but I still feel sure. weird about getting rid of him. I don't know. Maybe I need to get yeah. rid of him. We'll see. A uh, quick email from a listener, Alan Moore, wrote in. This is the uh, famed comic writer, Alan Moore. Alan Moore wrote in? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That guy knows the score, Alan well, Moore. Well, he, he walked out of his cave, squinted into the sun, pulled a pulled a phone out of his beard, and typed this message. He says, <laughs> uh, the subject is TMS Scott. It says, message, Scott, why are you so racist against anime? First, all your stereotypes for anime are from the 80s. Now manga aren't, your, aren't comics to you? Where does it end? Question mark. All right, I'm not mm. gonna I'm not gonna get into it too much, but how's how are you racist against anime? The racist, yeah, the racist may be levying a little bit of a uh, <laughs> an exaggeration at you. Yeah, anime is not a race, as it turns out. <laughs> yes, right. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, now yeah. he does. So there you go, Alan I mean, is Moore. Is it racist to say that anime is in cart? Is he is he against the fact that you don't consider anime to be cartoons? I think. Um, I made this distinction somewhere, I don't remember where, about manga and comics and that there was a distinction mm-hmm. between the two, that manga was... Well, we talked about that. It was uh, last week with um, Brian Dunway for that uh, Babel Royale with comic characters that were uh, played by two different people in movies. Oh, and I think right. you had said something about, well, what about manga? What about characters that originated in manga? And I can't remember which which comic we were referring to. Oh, you're but, right. <clears throat> yeah, I did say that. Um, Ghost. Oh, Ghost in the Shell. I think was we were talking about Ghost in the Shell. Right. Because because uh, we would have Scarlett counted that Johansson, for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You know, playing. Yeah. yeah. Does she count? Or did we count her? I can't remember. Um, no, I didn't have her in my list, but I think I would count her because Ghost in the Shell <clears throat> to me is is uh, a movie. Uh, based on a comic book, right? So for me, even though that comic book falls under the race of of uh, manga, yeah, right. But my whole thing is like, see how the ra- the manga race, uh, the, the manga, <laughs> the mangas and the animes are coming together to fight the comics. Uh, but the, the my whole thing is just that I'm not saying that mangas aren't comics. I might be saying that comics aren't manga or manga. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, which is does it matter that one is a uh, prominent one's not or one has the has top billing and the other doesn't it doesn't matter i just all my point was is do you do you count them together or don't you like do i say here's my superman comic right next to my happy friendly school shine happy boy comic or whatever whatever name it would be (laughs) that was my favorite series in the 80s (laughs) um i mean just i bet the, the way i look at it is big circle is comics within that big circle are things like manga graphic novels um comic strips yeah i don't know maybe it's just all in the same boat and i just we just don't have a term for it so is it comic books is it manga is that a third title that includes both like i'm not saying i'm Mm -hmm. i don't like Mm -hmm. one over the other i think manga is great uh i can't read the backwards ones though you know the ones where you read from right where you read from yeah right uh, right to left left. page to front page can't do that dude that's what it was no it feels weird yeah like uh, turning the page like that that's strange yeah, I like. Uh, I think. I think uh, Stephen Schleicher will get a chance to chime in on this. We'll ask him on Monday. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, you know what? Why didn't we do that the other day? Yesterday, we should have done. Because you didn't get this email until after we talked to him. <laughs> that's a good point. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all well and good. We uh, have a duty, though, and that is to read the news so that people can be informed for their day. Uh, not since mm-hmm. Walter Cronkite has such a great job been done with the news than it is here. 
And so we're going to do that right now. This is your radio <laughs> newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's the news brought to you by. Do you wonder what all that hubbub was about with World of Warcraft last week? Give The Instance a listen and see for yourself. Theinstance.net for everything you need. Yeah, a quick note about that. Um, yeah. Blizzard yesterday or the day before, I can't remember, uh, put a 20-minute edit together of all of the Saurfang um, cinematics, related cinematics from this expansion and that's all of the okay. the full rendered stuff from everything from the intro to oh, the, yeah. the most Truly recent nice, thing yeah. we just saw i assume you saw the recent thing right the, the i con- did yep yeah so they took that whole thing and it turns out to be about 21 22 minutes in length hmm. and it does it all consecutively so it's actually out of it's a little out of order from the way it was fed to us it's fed to us in the actual chronological order of the events and it's great. It makes me go, man, if I could get a 20-minute episode of this for 12 episodes mm-hmm. on Netflix or something, I would die. It would be uh, freaking amazing because that stuff is it's just the best there is in the industry. There's nobody it doing su- it like this. It does surprise me that they haven't gone that route. I mean, I know the movie uh, didn't do as well as people would have liked. And maybe it's just we can't do live action for that sort of thing and really make it fun but taking the stuff that they're producing on the level that they're producing for the cinematics and turning those into a series would be, it'd be, would amazing. be amazing yeah it'd be totally amazing and they don't need to go like they don't have to work with a third party like they had to with the movie the movie right. was right you could argue the movie's problems were had nothing to do with blizzard they were everything to do with the way hollywood works and the way producers and yeah. executive producers and everybody tries to control everything and directors trying to do their vision and blah 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 there's all that stuff but um yeah, like, why not? Like, I know it's a whole new business, right? That's not their core business, so I understand. But it's so best in class, it feels like you're just missing a chance to change everything. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Freaking do it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it was really good. You guys should watch it. Um, or you could listen to the instance. And yeah. <laughs> That's right. And hear all that. <laughs> you can hear all that on that show. All right, check this out. A walrus, you know, like the animal. Yeah, not yeah, like not the Wilfred the, Brimley looking animal. Yeah, not the whole Beatles thing. Uh, walrus deal <laughs> is defending. The walrus was Paul. Oh, Paul was the walrus. All right. Yeah. Does that mean he's dead? Is that what's going? No, on? it just means that they they told us that in a later song that the walrus was Paul. In Glass Onion, they said the walrus was Paul. So now we know that the walrus was Paul. Oh, Glass Onion. What a dumb concept that is. Was anyway, the song Glass Onion. It's okay. Yeah, anyway. It's fine. But just the concept of a glass onion is a. <laughs> it's interesting anyway a walrus an actual walrus defending her cubs I didn't realize that walrus babies were called cubs so that's cool uh, mm-hmm. sank a Russian navy boat in the Arctic Ocean that's a that's mm. a bummer for Russia but I that's guess that's pretty impressive yeah I guess that doesn't make uh, Russian <laughs> navy boats seem very very secure no, very powerful not at all humans have gone long known that it is inadvisable to mess with mother nature uh, and as a group of researchers from the Russian Geographical Society just learned, it's also apparently inadvisable to mess with a mother walrus. Scientists were aboard the Russian Navy tugboat known as the Altay uh, on an expedition to the Franz Josef Island Archipelago in the Arctic Ocean this week right before an unusual human-animal interaction occurred. They boarded a small rubber landing craft and were en route to the shore uh, to study its flora and fauna when a female walrus attacked, sinking the vessel. Now, I would just like to say... As we read yeah. through this. Yes. 
It's a raft. Right, exactly. Yes, it's it, not. <laughs> it's not some giant boat. It's not some ship. Oh, headline! Headline! Sensational! Uh, yeah, uh, a walrus uh, bit a hole in a raft. <laughs> this just in. It's kind of annoying, actually. It's not, it's not a, you know, on the level of ne- Liam Neeson in a rubber walrus suit taking down a, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> a Russian navy boat. As much as it's like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, they punctured a hole in our raft. It says here that, uh, <laughs> it says, uh, sorry, where was I? Serious troubles were avoided thanks to the clear and well-coordinated actions of the Northern Fleet servicemen who were able to take the boat away from the animals without harming them. So e- even then, they didn't really sink the boat. Right. They fished right. it out of the thing. So in your head, you're like, oh, this is now, it's at the bottom of the Arctic. No one's ever going to see that ship again. No, it's like yes. a rubber raft and it's now up on shore and they're going to probably even patch it and use it again. Dumb. Totally. Leninade says, is a raft not a boat? Okay, come on. A headline says, a walrus defending her cubs sank a Russian Navy boat in the Arctic Ocean. Yeah. The visual that that headline is intended to create is not one of... All right, well, let's hop in the uh, hop in the wrap. Let's right. get over to the shore. Oh no, a walrus! <laughs> also, uh, Dice Tomato says uh, to him, "No, a raft is just that—a raft. So maybe that's what that is. You know, like if you if you got a raft, it's a raft. You gotta you gotta." Um, uh, uh, oh no, walrus attacking <laughs> from the side! It punch hole in the boat. What are we going to do? This is too much hassle. that's right oh that's amazing anyway well done walrus defending your cubs yeah you heard somebody reminds me that you heard that they renamed Bodie mcboatface by the way right you heard that uh yeah what's it called now it's called the richard the sir richard attenborough or something like that or the david attenborough what is it called yeah it's the sir david the sir david attenborough now well i'm all about david attenborough getting props but uh yes that's too bad that they use that ship to do it it is a bummer because bodie mcboatface like that's a uh, all right david attenborough memorable name don't get me wrong although first i call him richard attenborough so what does that tell you (laughs) but uh bodie mcboatface that is a name you don't forget well his brother richard was in uh right exactly yeah yeah. yeah. it's easy to get those guys mixed up yeah there it is uh the wikipedia article is even updated to say it is now the rrs sir david attenborough uh well that's a that's the lame. Royal research ship. What, whatever did, it is, what did we vote for then? What was the point? Right. Exactly. Can can we turn everything over? Is is there no permanence to our world, to our society anymore? Don't we get to don't we get a say? Don't you ask for a new vote and ask us what we want? No. Exactly. Why does why does David Attenborough get a vote? <laughs> <laughs> Here we see a boat that was formerly called another thing. But now has my name on it. I love that guy. That guy's the best. His tweets. Please submit. Join my petition.org to rename the Bodie McBoatface after me. Hashtag Bodie Attenborough. The female is dancing, trying to allure the male into the boat. That guy's the best. He can never die. His brother died, Does and that's he... sad, but I don't want him to ever yeah. die. He should live forever. Does he have a Twitter because if if there's not a there needs to be a podcast where somebody just reads David Attenborough's tweets. Oh my gosh. That I think it is. I think he has one, but I don't think he runs it. I think somebody else does it for him and it's all science shit. It's like 
here's the. Oh, okay, so it's not like. Uh, right. You should see the size of the burrito I just got at Chipotle. <laughs> the female behind the counter showed interest in my desire for a burrito. Hot pink fuchsia plumage on the top of her head. Pulled back in a hairnet, as is the custom. Uh, that's how I want it to be, but I don't think that's how it is. Yeah, probably not. He's the same age as the, as the queen. That's true, Zoe. You're right. He's a pretty smart yeah. guy, though. I think he knows what the internet is. I think he just probably, you know, yeah. doesn't care. He probably just says, there's no need. Twitter, whatever. Yeah, yeah. what does he need that for? He'll, he'll, exactly. It'll run. He'll, what does he, he need has, that for? He's got a boat. Yeah, he's got a boat. <laughs> Bodie, wait, can we call it Bodie McAttenborough <laughs> Bodie or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Combine it. <laughs> Missed opportunity, man. McAttenborough face. McAttenborough face. <laughs> David, David McAttenborough face. <laughs> uh, in, a fair, in a fair world, that would have been the deal. <laughs> that would have been an option. Compromise, uh, right? A yeah. little compromising on the internet never hurt anybody. Always compromise. All right, here's a, here's a good That's one. Right. A woman, uh, is Israeli woman, mistook okay. wasabi for avocado. It looks a lot like it, you know? It's just a little green uh, yeah. deal there. A little green pud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a little green pud. A little uh, green pud. That's a. I loved that show when I was a kid. Loved little green pud. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Watch it on Netflix now. Do you remember? Was it Artie, Artie uh, Johnson who did the voice of little green pud? <laughs> yeah, it was Artie Johnson. Artie Johnson. Wow, that was a cool. That was a great <laughs> pull. Artie Johnson. I haven't heard the name Artie Johnson in so long. <laughs> I can't even remember what Artie Johnson looks like. Hold on. Oh, sure you do. Yeah, like the blonde bull haircut. Oh, there he is, the little dude, yeah. Yeah, laughing. Yeah, laughing guy. The old, the old. He did the German guy that made people laugh on laughing. Yes. Yes, we're all old here. Yeah. Tattoos are evil and we love Artie Johnson. Whatever. I mean, that stuff was from before our time, like yeah. mid-60s. We weren't even born. But for some reason, I felt like we got a lot of reruns of that when I was young. We did. Yeah, we totally did. Yeah, I think that's what that was. Um, I'd be really curious when my kids all, you know, enter their their adult lives, what they'll because they have so many references now that are mine. Like they love Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. They love they go and watch Andy Griffith's show over and over. They've seen uh, Dick Van Dyke, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show like four times through completely through. That's wow. not from their era. They don't, but they love these things. Carter loves Mash. She loves Mash. She's like on her fourth watch through of Mash. Like they're gonna have because they have so much access to so many things. I just wonder, as adults, if they're just gonna continue to have the same cultural touchstones plus their own. You know, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it won't yeah. be the same as like you and I when we were, you know, thirty years past the fifties. We have no interest or connection to the fifties at all. Like, it didn't yeah, matter yeah. to us. We'd see a movie or something like Grease and go, huh, eh, those, those are dumb. And then we'd just move on with yeah, our exactly. 80s, our cool 80s life. But the, these kids, my kids, and I can't speak for everyone's kids, but I assume it's common given all of these sources of stuff. I think they're they're just going to have a broader cultural stamp. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, they, all that stuff is available to them. You and I were stuck with whatever was was being shown in syndication from the time we got home from school until dinner. Yeah. BMI 55 says MASH hasn't aged well. I disagree. MASH is great. Nothing wrong with MASH. Yeah. 
how does it not age well when its time period was even <laughs> yeah you know 12 15 years after the end of the thing that it was uh uh or no longer than that yeah like what 25, uh, 25 years, years after the 20 25 the Korean War. yeah something like that yeah it was right in the middle of um the vietnam war so it was like you know trying to make a comment about all that but yeah mash is fine don't you smack on mash mm-hmm. yes gilligan mm-hmm. is still on the island he's dead but he's there all right. Uh, anyway, she took this. Uh, she she got some wasabi. Thought it was avocado, and she got hospitalized with what's called broken heart syndrome. So I thought this was interesting. Aww. I know it's sad. Uh, yeah. It says uh, the unusual story began when a woman in her late 60s attended a wedding at the nuptials. The woman who was not identified uh, in the report ate a large amount of what she thought was avocado dip, only to quickly realize it was actually wasabi paste, uh, which Ooh. is a Japanese horseradish. If you're not familiar. The woman then yeah. felt sudden pressure in her chest before the feeling moved down to her arms. Uh, sensation lasted for about, I don't know, for the next few hours anyway. And uh, she chose to stay at the wedding. Anyway, by the next morning, she woke feeling very uncomfortable and weak, decided to see a doctor. Doctors performed an electrocardiogram, or ECG, which uh, revealed the woman had suffered from tacosubo cardiomyopathy. Colloquially known as broken heart syndrome. The Mayo Clinic defines the condition as a temporary disruption of the heart's normal pumping function in one area of the heart. So, lesson is, do not eat the wasabi or hot things. No. Especially, or you know, when you're getting take older. Take a small amount, you yeah. know, and yeah, try that first. And then, you know, see see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. She didn't know. I, I, basically, I'm visualizing large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure <laughs> as being what it looked like when she took that big bite of... Uh, wasabi that's pretty good oh i like that show is that yeah. a thing i can watch now probably can watch that right probably can watch that i would assume so yeah all right let's see if i can find that today it used to make me happy i mean i was yeah. kind of older when it was on but whatever uh la, 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 la. okay how about this one a teenager broke into uh a mom, his mom's house and stole chicken heads oh uh, question? <laughs> yeah, you got a question? There in the back, Mr. Brian Ibbett, is it? What's your question? Why did his mom have chicken heads? <laughs> well, let me let me read on and tell you. 18-year-old man was arrested for charging in, uh, or sorry, charged with breaking into a house after he allegedly broke into his own mother's home and stole money and groceries, those groceries, some of which were chicken heads. Uh, this happened on September 9th, but the arrest was just made Thursday in Elsian Park, El... Ellen Park, wherever that Esselin. is. Esselin. Esselin. This is in New, New Zealand, I believe, is where this is. Right? Uh, Esselin Park. That's <laughs> where we keep all our chicken heads. Heads. <laughs> so, wait, you're Australian and you're New Zealand. They're the same. It's just over the water. I could get in there and <laughs> do shits. <laughs> oh. Crikey, it just takes me like a minute, a minute to go over there. Oh, my Lord. Uh, it's like Toronto and uh, Halifax. <laughs> right. It's like <clears throat> Calgary and Newfoundland. <laughs> exactly. Says, uh, let's see, the suspect's mother heard a noise outside her door, went out to investigate. She noticed that the padlock uh, was broken and uh, she was still looking for clues. She saw her own son and friend trying to break in. Once the suspects were in the house, they strangled her and pushed her out of the way before making off with the money, chicken, and chicken heads. She was preparing to sell. 
after this incident, the mother was uh, went straight to the police and opened the case. Uh, we want to appeal to the community to help track down the uh, other suspect who also ran away. Anyway, they don't get into why she's got the chicken heads, except to say yeah, maybe. But they describe it earlier as groceries, so yeah. So it's maybe something that she was planning on cooking. Or it says she was preparing them to sell the chicken heads, but I don't know what that. Yeah, is. that's right. Yeah, like that a she was market to or sell. something. Yeah, hmm. and maybe this is a New Zealand. Like these are maybe some some uh, folks native to New Zealand, not necessarily. You know, they don't all look like Murray <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from Band Flight meeting? of the Band meeting. Beep, beep. <laughs> oh, I freaking love him. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's so good. Huh. All Any, right. Anyway, so we don't know chicken heads. Oh wait, Urban Dictionary defines a chicken head as. Oh, should I even click? Oh, this? good lord! Yeah, you're gonna click that link. You're taking your life in your own hands. Oh my link. gosh! All right, we're closing that. Goodbye. Wait, is there? A, <laughs> does it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Guess that was a turkey. It was a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> your Australian guy is from New Zealand, and your turkey is a chicken. All of all. Oh, the chickens sound like turkeys. <laughs> turkeys down here. Oh, my gosh. And funny. they spin around counterclockwise yeah. instead of clockwise. Cute. They cut their heads off. You, do a, you just do the most surly Australian. He's so surly. <laughs> the guy just is, cannot be stopped. Um, all right. Final, final story. This is the best one. I saved it for last. Oh, good. A, a painting of Channing Tatum's scrotum <laughs> just sold wow. for thousands of dollars. Six grand for this painting of Tanning wow. Chatham's. Sorry, Channing Tatum's. I always say Tanning Chatham. Why? Right. Because uh, that's a little. There's a little bit of Nicole in all of us. Oh my gosh! And it's hanging up right there. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, "As we, sorry, as if we witnessed in Magic Mike, Channing Tatum is quite the sight to see. Uh, but one very realistic portrait of the Hollywood Titan hit eBay and the glorious piece." of the star and his scrotum sold for six thousand dollars uh this is an oil on wood painting of the 39 year old star wearing a gray t-shirt and that's it uh with his right leg propped up tan uh tatum tanning uh tatum seems to uh or appears to cover most of the bottom portion of the painting leaving only a glimpse of his scrote for visible uh to for viewers to visible or to see Okay, so it's really it's a painting of Channing Tatum that just happens to show a little bit of scrote. Oh Look, yeah, there it is right there. Oh, do you have an image? I don't want to put this. Captain up. Kipper just put one in the uh, chat room. Oh lord, I even dare click this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just holding a peach between his thighs is what he's doing. <laughs> uh, what a weird painting. Six grand. Tatum, I nearly wrecked him. <laughs> yeah. This thing went for six thousand dollars. Wow! It looks like it looks like his uh, his legs are covered with like the thickest shag rug hair. Oh ever. yeah, yeah. That was, that was, that's not right, is it? Yeah, no. I'll see. He's only thirty nine. He looks younger than thirty nine. I watched uh, I watched Hell or High Water last night again. Hmm. Good one. Figure me this. I don't know what's wrong with me. I was in a yeah. grumpy mood yesterday. Didn't go well. It just wasn't a good day. So I was grouchy, oh. and I thought, how am I going to not be grouchy? I know. Mm -hmm. I'll watch Hell or High Water again. 
which is not a movie full of happy moments. <laughs> it's not a cheer up movie. It's not the feel good movie of the. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I don't yeah, know what no, I did not. that for, but That's I. so good, though. Oh, it's, it's such a good movie, though. I love that movie. It's so freaking. It might, the, be, uh, might be the best Jeff thing. Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges is in it. Uh, yeah, Chris the Pine. Yeah, I was trying to remember who the old grizzled sheriff was. He was fantastic in that. He's so good in that. And yeah. his partner, who he's like sort of racist teasing the entire time for being half Indian, half Mexican. Uh, but also Catholic right. and you know almost whiter than him, and he would tease him all the time, and that guy would kind of just take it. And then that really mm-hmm. horrible thing at the end, you realize, no, he yes. really cared oh, about that guy. It's yeah. heartbreaking, man. It is. It is. What a great movie. <laughs> Jacqueline Ashley says, notably not in Hell or High Water, Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, yeah. You're right. It does beg the question, what made you think of that then? I don't know why I was thinking of that. Why was I thinking of that? Well, that's a weird thing to... Th- to, to, to that's a really good question. Why did I think of that? I don't know. So so I've been starting to watch uh, Mindhunter, oh. uh, which is also not another, you know, also not a feel-good movie. Really enjoying it, though. It's really good. But yeah. um, if I'm tired, like, I, I usually watch something before I go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, Tina goes to bed. I lay next to her with the iPad and I watch something, a part of something before I fall asleep. Yeah. So I'll be, you know, I might do mind Hunter, but if I'm starting to feel tired, I don't want to watch that because I don't want to wake up and have been partially watching something that I'm have to watch over again. Right. So I was like, all right, well, what else is there? And open up Hulu and there's like a, a Disney 90 minute commercial made to look like a television program variety show about the new, uh, Star Wars land in uh, in Disneyland. Oh, that seems like a thing to see. Sure. It was kind of fun to watch, right? I mean, I watched some of it. And it's got Kaylee Cuoco and uh, Haley. What's the what's the, the woman's name from? Oh, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Modern Family. No, 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 Stein, no. no. Maybe it's not Haley. Uh, I know who you mean. The do- the older daughter, yeah, right? Or is that the middle? The older daughter, daughter who will perennially look like she's fifteen. Sadly, she or, doesn't or, change. All the other kids have changed. She doesn't change. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what's wrong with that person. You know why? Because she was already she was already like twenty two playing seventeen when they started that show. Mm -hmm. So I think she was already going to be whatever adult she was going to be. But the boy, the kid, Luke, what the frick? I know. He doesn't look anything like. You know what he's like? He's like the kid from Harry Potter, the fat kid that's now handsome. Right, Neville Longbottom. Yeah, Yeah. it's like they they somewhere replaced Luke Dunphy with uh, (laughs) another actor. It feels like it. he looks so different, but anyway. Yeah, totally. Uh, anyway, so I watched that because yeah. it's like uh, that—that's my kind of uh, feel good. I, I didn't want to watch something dark in the middle of the night if I woke up and needed to. Yeah, Mindhunter uh, is definitely that. I mean, it's not yeah. it, the, the the thing is all mental, so yeah. it's not like you're going to witness some violent scene you can't get out of your head because they don't do that. It's just right. you're gonna have some creepy interview with that dude with the glasses, and you're gonna go, "My gosh, this guy was real! Yeah. Like, I cannot believe the stuff he did." That's oh, so yeah. good, though, man. That show—it's really good. Bill Tench, can you believe he's that Indian kid? From- I know, I know. Uh, Native American. <laughs> Sorry, Indi- yeah, from yeah. Creep Show, Creep Show to the Native American. Yeah, even though, uh, yeah, <laughs> back then they would have said Indian, and also back like- then they did say it. I think uh, yeah. George Kennedy says that eleven times during that. That vignette yep. during that. Uh, yep, and Bill Tench is a white dude playing. You know, <laughs> right. what the crap? That a was very so weird. convincing Native American, actually. Like he pulls it off. No, he fooled home. me, and I didn't know any of this until yeah. Randy brought it up on the show, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's that's him." 
Because I think about Bill yeah. Tench all the time. That guy's my spirit animal. I don't know what's going on with him, but I love him. So far, he's been great in my intender. I really, I mean, but the the three leads I think are fantastic. Oh, they're all great. Girl, the girl from yeah. uh, what's that show? Uh, uh, the kind of X Filesy kind of show that she used to be on. Oh, Fringe. Yeah, Fringe. She's she's great. Oh my gosh, she's good in this too. Oh, did you not I know that was I don't her? Think I've gotten to her yet. Oh, Anna Torf. Yeah, she's totally in this. Have you not gotten to her yet? I've not gone to her yet. Oh, no. I guess she's a couple, two, three episodes. Yeah, in. I'm yeah. I'm halfway through episode two. Yeah, she's awesome in this. Very, very good. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we got Bill coming in with some uh, making things things. I also have a little something I got to read him, and then also jury after that. And uh, it's funny, right after we talked last week, where we were trying to ask, "What do you think the chances of impeachment actually happening?" And jury mm-hmm. said, "Oh, I don't know, that, 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 whatever." And then, like an hour later, it happened. So. <laughs> now we're in a we're in a whole nother world and we're gonna talk to him about that, try to make sense of it. That's all coming up next. Sure. Before that though, a break with Brian and a song he brought. Yes, this is brand new. Brand new EP. As a matter of fact, uh uh Henry Chadwick, who you're going to hear in just a minute, kicked off his uh, tour last night in Santa Cruz, California, uh, to celebrate the release of this brand new EP called The President of Make-Believe. Big thanks to Swoon City Music for this one. It's available on all digital streaming services. You can go check it out. it, uh, the, the first song that we're playing from this is a song called Awake, or the, the single that we're playing from this is a song called Awake. Um, this is great. This is some really, really cool, clever power pop. And uh, don't, don't let the word pop in power pop make you think that it's along the lines of Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande. Power pop is a completely different thing. The likes of Nick Lowe and Dave Edmonds and Elvis Costello and... Um, uh, people like that. So check it out. Power pop. Uh, here is the song awake by Henry Chadwick. Away from everyone around me. Away from all my friends and family. Yeah, my 
Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Bale, and I won't have it! Well, let's see. I bought the kind of beans you have to soak overnight. These had better be the best goddamn beans ever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was something, right? That was something. <laughs> I forgot I had it. It's some ancient file he sent. It doesn't even have the morning best stream part in it, ever. but it's pretty great. Yeah. Love Scott Fletcher. Hope he's doing well. He's been a busy boy, but uh, his... I guess his daughter's in, at college now. Her dorm's covered in frog pants stuff for some reason. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Super, super sweet. I think there's yeah. even a Coverville something there. I forget what it is. Some kind of. I've, you know, I for as much as uh, these shows we do are slathered with the voice of Scott Fletcher, I miss, I miss talking to Scott Fletcher. I know we got to see him in Vegas for for Viva TMS Vegas, but, uh, yeah, for a hot minute this time, like year before interaction. I agree. I agree. We got to see him more. Fletcher's the man. We should go out and surprise him. And, uh, where is he? I forgot. In Illinois, Illinois. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, now, uh, join us while I do a thing I should have already done. (laughs) 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 I thought I added bill. I hadn't. Now I've added bill. He's coming in, Okay, coming in hot. And uh, we're going to talk to him. We'll see what he has to say about stuff. Here you go. But Bill just isn't thinking about danger. Nope. Instead, he's thinking about making cool shit all the way up in the Pacific Northwest. That is the state of Washington uh, in uh, areas around Seattle. So I'm doxing him for no reason here. I don't know why I'm doing that. (laughs) Hey, uh, Bill Duran, what's going on, buddy? It's good to have you on the show. Uh, Good to be back. Uh, I wanted to talk about tutorial videos today. I am going to totally uh, let you do that. Before I do that, though, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read an email we got as a follow-up from last week. Do you want to hear this real quick? Check this out. All right. Daniel sure Daniel Harris wrote in. He said uh, about your TMS Photoshop alternatives discussion. We were talking about you know different things people could get that were not part of the Adobe thing or reasons to get the Adobe thing. And he says, hey, Scott and Bill, a few days ago, Bill and Brian uh, were discussing Photoshop alternatives. Today, I saw that there is a new Humble Bundle Painter Bundle that is at the $25 level. This includes Corel Painter 2019, uh, Locked Content, or sorry, Pinnacle Studio 23 Ultimate, and Paint Shop Pro Ultimate, along with a few others. 
Uh, what experience do you have with these programs? Do you recommend them as alternatives to Photoshop? I've used Adobe Suite for photography, photo editing, and illustration for years, but the inherent cost to Adobe is making that more and more difficult. Let me know what you think. Uh, my experience is those are all great, uh, especially Painter. Painter, uh, Corel Painter 2019 is one of the best paint programs there is, but it is definitely skewed towards like painting, painting, like straight up like I'm doing portraits or I'm doing landscapes or I'm mimicking, you know, canvas style painting. That's its focus. Uh, but you can do a whole lot of sort of Photoshop-like stuff with it, and it might be a good alternative. Bill, have you had any experience with that stuff? Um, I mean, a long time ago, I remember using Corel Draw for, like, vectors and stuff. Yep. And um, PaintShop Pro and those. But I haven't used those for a long, long time. Mostly just because I'm the guy who just pays for Adobe. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You, oh, yeah. you're the one. Yeah, you're the one. Yeah, I, I'm the one, too. Yeah. I am, too. Yep. We're bad examples because all three of us have business reasons why we need... The thing and and for good or for ill, Adobe stuff is sort of the standard. Like it's the professional yep. standard. So mm -hmm. you do what you can. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for alternatives, they're definitely out there. So I would say those combined with and that price is really good. Twenty five bucks is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's limited time, so you want to go check it out at Humble Bundle. But for me, the the choice is between those and the uh, Affinity line. Those are really great, and they're single-price products. You don't have to pay a mm -hmm. subscription for them. All right. Anyway, Bill, back to it. Tutorial videos. Right give us, yes. give us the, give us the heat. What do you got? Well, it's cool. A couple of weeks ago on Twitter, people were sharing um, how much YouTube videos had helped them learn how to do certain things. Because there are lots of tutorial videos out there. Uh, in fact, that's mostly what I do every day as I film tutorial videos. And I always encourage people, like, if you know how to do a thing, share how you do that thing so that when other people want to do that thing, they can learn. And video is such a powerful medium for that because you can show people what you're doing. You can also tell them what you're doing. And on YouTube or on the Internet, you can include links to all the stuff you used. It's so powerful and so useful. I always encourage more people to try. So today, mm. I've got some tips for nice. anyone who wants to start making uh, their own tutorial videos, right? Cool. Not just YouTube videos, but specifically, you got a thing you know how to do and you want to teach people how to do it. All right. So, first of all, you got to figure out in your video, what is it your your viewers are actually going to learn? So if you're teaching them how to replace the alternator on a 2004 GTI VR6 car, then by the end of that video, whoever watches should know how to do that. I use that as an example because I had to look that up to replace the alternator on my car. Yeah. Uh, turns out I watched the video and the guy was like, hey, first step, take the bumper off your car. And I was like, wrong, first step. I'm going to take this somewhere else and have them do it. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> but at least the video gave me an idea of what I was getting into before I bought any tools, before I started taking stuff off my car. So in your tutorial video, you want to make sure your viewers know what they're getting themselves into. Be very clear. What are they going to learn? Right. Uh, and then another one, and this is one we do all the time, before you start filming any tutorial video, write an outline that covers every step you have to cover. If people need to learn something, you can't skip any steps. You have to be comprehensive. Otherwise, the video won't do the thing it's meant to do. So before we start any build video, any tutorial video, we literally sit down with a pad and paper and we write an outline for every single step so that we know what we need to cover so that we can accomplish our goal. 
um, that list, that outline becomes pretty much like a shot list. I know which like shots I definitely need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's not so much a script yeah. like you would just read from it. I used to actually used to do that, just read from a script, but yeah. it always sounds so wooden and mm-hmm. like I'm yeah, reading no, from I, a I guess I mean paper. more like a shooting, a shooting. Yeah. Uh, what do they call those? Like it's a it's director's a habit, like a shooting order. Shot yeah. list. Okay. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But then we can like literally cross things off the list as we film them because you know like you may start a tutorial video, you may start filming it today and finish filming it three months from now. And you can look at that list and be like, oh, here's what we covered. I don't need to go check all the footage. We stop right here, I can pick up and keep going down the list. And then the end product will still be cohesive and still make sense. Uh, The last thing you wanna do is have to go back and film another thing on a prop or something you were building that's already done because the video didn't make sense because you skipped a part. So that shot list is super, super important to us uh, when we're doing our filming. Do you find, uh, so this is a, a regret of mine. Um, every time somebody asks me for advice, they'll say it could be illustration advice or it could be about podcasting or whatever, about hardware, or about process or whatever software. And um, every time they do it, I always go, I wish I just had a, a, a list of 10 tutorials that I've already done that I could just send a link to this guy. Instead, I mm-hmm. feel like I have to tell it every time because I also don't like just not answering these people or not telling mm-hmm. them anything. Yeah, yeah. And so every time it, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to do a tutorial on that. And then I don't. And then someone else asks and I'm like, ah, frick. Now I got to tell him again. <laughs> and then I don't, you know, I can't just copy and paste because his questions may be a little bit different or whatever. But right. this is good. This is a good reminder for me. And if you're like, me or have stuff like this that sounds familiar or sounds similar like just go even if it's just to do that even if it's just to have this in your arsenal to say you know here's what i do right now or yes i do have a studio tour of where i work here's that video and you know like yeah it's yeah. great to just mm-hmm. have them and in your case it's great because you know you've got an audience who's going to soak that stuff up as much as they will any of your other build videos in my case it would have this double but double feature of being both interesting mm-hmm. helpful and I guess the third would be way convenient for me later down the road when I need to keep telling people how to do a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he, here's what we do. And this is down the, this is down the road stuff. Once you've got a, a bunch of like a stable of good tutorials out there, we have a, a like we have a whole series on making molds. We have um, videos that are specific on certain techniques like um, weathering or painting or masking or whatever. Um, so I use a program called Text Expander mm. that you write blurbs right so i might write a a thing that says uh hey if you're looking for a good project to get started on i made this uh foam knife from destiny and here's a link to the video and free blueprints i'll write that as a paragraph and then in text expander i put a snippet with a a key so i use the letter x so if i type x foam knife right Mm -hmm. it replaces that text wherever i type it with that blurb Hmm. So if I'm on Twitter or if I'm in a YouTube comment or if I'm on a Facebook comment and someone asks me a question about mold making, I can type X mold making with no spaces and this program will replace it with a blurb that says, oh, you're interested in mold making. Here's a link to all our videos on mold making. That's so, smart. Yeah. yeah. So I, now that we have this stable of useful videos and we set this system up, I can actually respond to people in real time with the information they need. Because I have these short codes that I've memorized, uh, so X foam cannon replaces for the Destiny foam cannon video. Because I've memorized, I've used that one a lot. Mm-hmm. 
So that's something again, way down the road. Cool. Once you have, once you have a ton of tutorials, yeah. that's something to consider because people will ask you questions. And if you've already made a video for it, that's never a better feeling in the world. You're like, I, I already made that video. Yes, I can send right. it to them. And here's a link to do. Yeah. yeah. I use it, typenator for the same thing. That's awesome. Same, same thing as text. Expander. Hold on. Tell me about typenator. I've heard of text expander. Is it, uh, what's, what's their deal? Typenator Similar? does the same thing. It's, uh, um, I don't know wh why I got started on that instead of text expander. There was some incompatibility that I had with text expander or something like that. But typenator is, um, let me see if I've got a link I can copy and paste. Is it a, is it a, um, what's the, what's the pricing on it? So text expander is like four bucks a month or something. What is the, uh, uh this one is a pay once and you've got it forever. Uh, Ergonus. Here we go. Here's a link. Ergonus.com is the company that makes it. Um, Interesting. Yes. Here's a link. I'll put a link in our chat. I'll also put one in. Uh, Ergonus, bring the ring to me. It sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. Yeah. And their website does look like it was designed a few, you know, a few, a, a generation or two back. But, yeah, it does a little uh, bit. Well, that's not it's good to have options, but I, the concept sounds like it's the same. Uh, a great way to yeah, sort of yeah. accumulate your thoughts, your feelings yeah. or whatever into better tutorials. And I'll bet this could be, it sounds like the kind of thing you could use for all sorts of sort of. Oh, yeah. oh here we go. Twenty four ninety nine, but you have it forever. It's not like Excellent. a monthly. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. So it's a pay once, pay once on it forever. And it does exactly the same thing where you can say, um, you know, X cover song. And I can type that and it automatically replaces that with whatever I want. And I use yeah. it. I use it constantly for doing chapters when I'm doing podcasts or, or short, uh, you know, I type um double a address a address and uh, it replaces that text with my mailing address if somebody needs it for something um that's cool super super easy yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome all right well two great ideas uh, that go great together <laughs> yeah uh but um, that's that's great yeah go, sorry go ahead yeah i was just gonna say back to the tutorial thing last last couple of tips here it, uh practice in front of a camera or talking to a camera. You don't necessarily have to be on camera. It could just be your hands if you're showing how to do something. But practice talking to a camera and then watch yourself or listen to yourself or have someone else listen to yourself. Like film yourself explaining how to make a sandwich, something simple. Cut that video together, show it to friend to a friend and say, does it make sense? Like if you didn't know what this was and you listened to it at the end of it, would you, Would you, can you know how to make this sandwich? Yeah. Can you hear me correctly? Am I speaking well enough that you can hear what I'm saying? Am I speaking slowly enough? You want objective feedback from people where you know that you've hit your goal. Your goal is to teach people how to do a thing. Mm -hmm. So practice, make a lot of videos. Uh, and remember, this is something I learned from our buddy, Justin. Uh, I think he did a panel on this that I went to at DragonCon. Uh, nobody's going to watch your first videos and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great, to... that's a great thing to get comfortable with early yeah. if you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Our first, my first year of YouTube, I made 12 videos, I made one a month and I got 200 subscribers mm -hmm. in a year. Yeah. That's great. That was a year where I could like cut my teeth, screw up a lot and still hardly anyone has ever gone and watched those videos. So it's like a safe <laughs> space to suck. It's really what it is. That's mm -hmm. smart. That's really smart. Yeah. yeah and podcasting's the same. You can create, mm -hmm. you know, old, go back to some of your early stuff when the show wasn't huge or any, any show. I mean, this show, the problem with this show is we launched strong. So we had a lot of people already. So we kind of didn't have that luxury, <clears throat> but if you're just starting out, 
it's a great way to just put it out of your mind. Don't worry, mm-hmm. you didn't get 5K your first week. Just go for it. Like Bill says, screw up, <laughs> F it up, and mm-hmm. then build on it and do better and do better. And before you know it, you're you're Lord of the Flies. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, that's right. awesome. Uh, Bill, as always, great advice. Do you have a, uh, a bonus thing for us this week, a bonus link? I do. Clickspring has not put out a video in a while, but he just put it out. He made a card press. It's for playing card decks. It's a metal press that smushes the cards nice and flat. Uh, it's just a really ornate, decorative metal thing, and he made it all machined and hand engraved, and it's gorgeous, and I uh, love it. Ooh. So the the begs the question: What is he taking existing playing cards and making them flatter, or what's he? So what do you do magi- with a playing card? Play? It's a magician thing. Um, if the cards are buckled a little bit, uh, they can, uh, I guess, not guess. I've I've done this before. They can react poorly for a trick. Okay. Sure, there's a knack okay. to it, but yeah. That I guess is... it's not that important. This is kind of a, an archaic thing, but it's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, That's his cool. videos are yeah. gorgeous. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Clickspring does not mess around. Yeah, look at that. That's really something. And- he works out of a, a workshop that's about the size of my closet. It's tiny. <laughs> yeah. Well, the he's, way, a, he's a wizard. Yeah, he seems like one. I'm super impressed, and I've only just started watching this. All right. Uh, excellent. I love... Uh, looks like a, is he making a butt plug? What is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's it. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, the Chris Ramsey... Sorry, the Clickspring account uh, or uh, channel. Yes. So go watch that and enjoy it because Bill's right. It looks really good. Uh, Bill Durant, everybody. PunishProps.com. You can also find him on Twitter at ChinBeard. And I look forward to seeing him every week right here on TMS on Tuesdays. Bill, have a fantastic week. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, buddy. All right. Justin Robert (laughs) Young incoming. Yeah. Stuff to say. Things to cover. Here come to judge. Here come to judge is true. Whoa, hold on. Focus on that guy. There we go. He's coming in hot. And we're going to do one of these once he does. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young joining the program all the way from Oakland, California. Justin, welcome and good morning. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, hello. I'll turn down again as usual. <laughs> I don't know why your volume's low, but it is low again. I don't know why you're the only person that for which. Oh no! I bet you it's this great app, Discord. Is yeah. This, is this a recording? Yeah. Are we playing a show from last week? It or might the week be. Before, the it might be. Before. For some reason, your volume's just low every week now, and I don't know why. Now it's fine. Whatever you change is good. I uh, just, I just love the fact that it's always something different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, it's, it does always seem to be me, and it does always seem to be Discord, but it always seems to be you as well. <laughs> so there's like a nice little three-way triumvirate of. Uh, uh, no, 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 Scott. We've both determined that there's a middle thing for which it's both of our problems. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what it is. I've given up. But you sound great now. Now you sound great. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Justin, here's the funny thing. Last week we had you on and we talked about um, the idea of impeachment and whether or not it would happen. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. that night it happened. Well, it was announced it was happening that they were proceeding. And uh, Nancy Pelosi said that, yeah, that, that she now for the first time supported impeachment, uh, 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 an impeachment inquiry. Right. Is Which is just sort of your mm-hmm. your investigations part of it. Uh, you create articles of the, of impeachment, meaning uh 
you know, points of like, all right, here's here's where we believe the president violated his oath and or law, blah, 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 all that. And then you combine all of those, whatever those are going to be. And then you uh, do some hearings and vote. then eventually you vote. Yeah. yeah. And you and you present it to you basically you have to present it to the Senate where they are required by uh, law to hold basically a, it's like a court, I guess. Yeah. A trial, I should say. Um, yes. And then they vote and whatever. So that's where we, we've come. I guess uh, I don't even know where to start this week, except, you know, I always like to seek understanding. I feel like you've got a good finger on the pulse. Uh, you must have really enjoyed all of this <laughs> from the standpoint of like, man, the rhetoric is out. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is on fire. Like a lot of crazy talk happening all over the place. I mean, the, the chaos is is fun to a certain degree. But I'm curious if you have any takeaways about, A, whether this is even remotely successful given the Republicans have a, a, a Senate majority, even though there have been whispers and rumors behind closed doors that a whole bunch of them are prepared to vote yes and get him out of here and finally be done with this. Um, like, what, what do you think is the chances Wait, there are? Has? Oh, uh, yes. I can't remember who said this. Somebody said, not Jeff Flake. Somebody like Jeff Flake, who has friends in the Senate, says that oh, they're... Well, yeah, no, Flake Flake said that that he, he implores... Uh, 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 now, former Senator Jeff Flake said yeah. that he, he implored people to vote their conscience and, and vote him out. And but find he, your soul again and all a, that. a Trump yeah. foe on the way out. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but it was somebody else, and it was something about... There's, you know, internally there are there are 30 senators ready to vote yes on this, and and they and they're just holding their cards until the right time or or whatever. I don't know if any, you know, who knows? That's like the most yeah, hearsay. I, ever. I have not, I have not seen that. Yeah, uh, that that would be big news if if uh, if it were if it were true. You did see a 20 point swing in polling uh, from. Last. Well, all right. So here's what we got to watch on that. If you're if you're looking at polling, but the the big twenty point swing was: Do you support the inquiry into impeachment? Right. right? Which even some Republican uh, uh, members of the House have said that they support an inquiry into doing it. Uh, the, the the real question here is, and, and again, all right. So let's do the the very basic refresher course, like you mentioned. Impeachment does not mean removal. Uh, there have been three. Uh, serious impeachment uh, pushes in our American history. Uh, one with Andrew Johnson that was successful, but he was not removed. Uh, one with uh, Richard Nixon, which was going to be successful, so he resigned. Mm -hmm. uh, and one with Bill Clinton, where he was impeached, but not removed in the Senate. Right. Uh, and so now we have this one. Uh, the point I made last time was that it was kind of odd to me that we got so we, we spent so much time with the Mueller report that uh, uh, and that couldn't rate an impeachment push. Uh, but then this Ukraine thing, which happened, you know, in relative time, like five seconds ago, indeed did. What we've seen since then is a, you know, it, it, it really is something that that I find fascinating uh, uh, because what the, the, the Democrats want is a steady drumbeat of this scandal widening. They want new news because, in my opinion, if it's just the news about the Ukraine thing, I don't think that that's enough to get them over the hump specifically for removal. They might be able to get impeachment because they've had the pump primed on impeachment now for a year and a half. There have been people who are willing to impeach him for, uh, 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 you know, 
different stuff. So, mm-hmm. so for this, it's like, okay, well, if we have to, ha- if we have to get Al Capone on tax evasion, then fine, we'll, we'll go ahead and get Al Capone on tax evasion. Uh, but what they have gotten is something that I think is favorable to their cause. You've seen the scandal widen a little bit. You've seen it uh, uh, now expand to, okay, well, how were these uh, calls being classified? Was it an, an improper classification of the calls? Did Pompeo sit on the call with the Ukraine? Did uh, uh, President Trump uh, uh, you know, direct the Australian prime minister to talk to uh, the uh, attorney general Barr? And so now, whether or not any of that actually connects back to Ukraine or connects back to any kind of, uh, of wrongdoing or connects back to the initial whistleblower report, which is uh, theoretically what we are still talking about, doesn't necessarily matter. Because what you want is fear, uncertainty, and doubt around the idea that Donald Trump is a lawless president who is doing some lawless stuff. And that's ultimately what we have here. Right. So do you think, given all of that, I mean, there's, okay, so there's this other aspect of it that I am no, I'm no lawyer, okay? I don't know nothing about that. (laughs) I ain't no fancy lawyer. But there are lawyers who keep saying that every day he keeps adding impeachable things to the list because of the stuff he says. Um, They argue that, you know, If a president is conveying the idea that if you do a thing to me, there will be civil war, which he said in a tweet. Uh, He did not say he retweeted somebody saying, he said it like, look, you can you can you can parse you can parse around what you know, I guess. I I don't know. Does 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 Donald Trump have retweets do not equal endorsements in his uh, Twitter? But that particular one, he didn't retweet. He typed it all out and then at the bottom gave credit to a guy. It's a similar thing, though. I mean, he's quoting somebody oh, okay. else. Okay, all right. Cool. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not trying to pick at semantics. I'm just saying that's why. I no, didn't no, say no, no. I, I know. I, I, I say cool because I don't know. I, like, like, look, <laughs> we don't. We, we've never been in this. Not like we could say like, well, how did we handle Thomas right. Jefferson's tweets? Like, right. We, we don't. We, we well, no, but you can. But, but you can, from a legal standpoint, say how did we handle the things he wrote? Like that's that that that's part of his stuff. Like, this is a modern example of what he's writing. And back then, it was something he wrote in actual papers that were then, you know, passed so around. So if he and, wrote in his diary exactly that and put quotes around it and then attributed it to somebody else, would we say that he wrote it? I don't know. I'm, I'm saying I'm not saying I am. I'm saying lawyers are saying that. Lawyers are saying that every time he does something to like totally that. To be totally honest, uh, uh, this is a situation where I'm going to tell you without irony that I am more of an expert on this than lawyers because this is not a legal situation. Like, yes, you are going to eventually, uh, uh, if, you know, if he's going to be impeached or removed, it will be on high crimes and misdemeanors. And we can uh, point to a thing that says that. But beyond that legal definition of what a high crime and misdemeanor could be, this is not about a burden of proof. This is not a, this, the, the same uh, situation where uh, a, a lawyer would be employed. Yes, there will be a lot of lawyers involved in this, but this is a political process. And ultimately, either you have the votes on this or you don't. And right now in the House, the Democrats absolutely have the the, the votes to impeach him. I think that there will, you know, we're going to see how this stretches out throughout this month and next month. But the rumor is that Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff and the the, uh, Jerry Nadler and everybody who is the leadership in the House for the Democrats 
They want to speed run this. They don't want this to last a long time. They want this to be voted on as soon as humanly possible. It's the reason why the intelligence uh, uh, committees are not going on recess like they normally would right now. So if between now and six weeks from now, there are more revelations, more outrage, and more of an element that they're uh, uh, that, that this is something that needs to be acted on immediately, then I think that it is an absolute slam dunk he will be impeached. Uh, whether or not he will be removed, I think that, that that is unlikely. I would still very, very, very much say uh, uh, he will likely not be removed. But, I mean, geez, if there's anything that we've learned over the last four years, or, I mean, six years, really, is to expect the unexpected. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all I got. Brian, you have anything to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, the... The, the thing that we need to be focused on or that Democrats need to be focused on is planting these seeds of doubt so that um, come election time, it decreases the chances of him getting reelected. And that's what that's probably more the focus or more the the goal of the impeachment should be rather than trying to get him out of office before then. I mean, that's a really dangerous thing, though. Right. Really? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not strategically. Strategically, oh. it might be sound. But like. I don't know. There is one. There is like a, a thing that like it, it and you guys know, uh, in general, I tend to be a, 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 a baseline optimist on a lot of stuff. I do think sure. that we have a robust system. I do think that it will hold. But if I were to be like Alex Jones level paranoid, <laughs> the thing that I would point to about any kind of crumbling republic is like we've had four of these in our nation's history and three of them have come in the last 50 years. And two of them came within, you know, like 20 years of each other. So it's like, I, uh, that, that worries. It, it worries me that, especially if it works and he does get impeached, that we're just never going to see a president that doesn't face this. There's always going to be an oppositional Congress. There's always going to be a trying to find any. Thing that happens breaking like, the armor that they can exploit or yeah that that that's a thing that that you know uh, and and you know if I were to indulge my cynicism uh, uh, that would be something that I would that I would say mm -hmm. so if uh, if you look at those other cases all of those were second term uh, attempts uh, this is different in that one way Johnson was not Johnson oh was Johnson not. was so first the, term I didn't know that okay. Johnson was first term yeah did he lose the the next election or would he stay in? I don't know if he ran. I think that there was something else that, that happened. But this is going to be a, a, a unique situation where we're this close to the election. We're this close. I mean, now we pay attention to this stuff on a level that we never really have before. Uh, so uh, we're going to see. I mean, look, I, I put out a thing on my... Everybody who listens to PX3, you can go to uh, bit.ly slash PX3 survey because I'm like looking to restructural the, the podcast because... I thought we were going to be able to make some changes in like January of next year, but this pretty much ensures that we are going right into the, we're going to go impeachment or impeachment and removal right into the 2020 election. Like, like it's going to be a seamless, we're already on the ride. In case you were wondering if you're going to have a chance to take your breath. Nope. Like it's already on buckle up because we're, 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 we're going to the mall loser. Mm. Yeah. I, think you're right i think it's gonna get real weird uh and it'll be fascinating to see like i think a lot of people 
I say a lot of people, I don't know many people that actually feel this way, but I got to assume there are people that thought that this would all pressure a, res a resignation, that this would finally be enough for him to go, okay, well, this isn't worth it. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go out screaming, but I'm going to go out, resign, start my TV network and wow. go, go Trump crazy for the rest of forever and build this brand. I think, I think no matter how much he wants to get out, he won't do it because it would be it would be letting somebody else win. And oh that's yeah, he won't do it. Page eighteen of the art of the deal. Don't yeah. let somebody else win. Well, I mean, yeah. he's also insanely popular amongst his party. He's yeah. like Reagan popular amongst his party. Like the, the, those people don't don't leave. Like you need to be unpopular within your own party to leave. Mm. Yeah, it feels and like. And by the way, anybody, anybody, any of uh, Flake's friends that might be popping off to him in a group text. Uh, uh, there's going to be a thought that goes through their head. Do I want to cross in the hour of need somebody that is 90% popular within the party that I still plan on making a living? And if there's one thing that you can absolutely count on in the mind of a politician is how do I get mine? Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> I think I mean, I don't know. I, I like it because at least we know what we can count on with these guys. Yeah, like, no, that's you know, true. It that's, still sucks. To me, the biggest the bigger problem is when you think that they're not about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, whatever. I just have this. I, I, I have an unreasonable expectation of the people who uh, would run for office and serve the public, I guess. Took you know only took mm -hmm. me half a century to learn that, but I figured it out finally. They're all bad. <laughs> uh, Justin, any other cool things going on this week? You got shows? You got other stuff you want to mention? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I would encourage everybody to go ahead and take that survey. Uh, uh, Bit.ly slash px3 survey. We are uh, uh, trying to do our best to make sure that uh, you know we get a uh, uh, you know a better uh, uh, continue to rock and roll with the program. We're, we're crossing like a Patreon threshold that might give us a little bit of extra money to maybe put to a budget to, to do cool stuff but i don't want to do anything until i know what you guys want so if you've listened to the show go ahead and take it if you've never listened to the show and only listened to me here on the morning stream then i would encourage you to get on over to bit.ly slash px3 survey and uh let me know your thoughts have a fantastic week all right brian thanks gerbs see you later this is gone yeah he's gone now uh i do a little Trying to do a little troll management in the uh, in the chat. Oh, do we have trolls? Who's trolling? Got one. Oh, I, Got missed, one who's, I missed it. Who uh, I do like, you know, the dissenting opinion. I feel like uh, uh, having different opinions is, is what this world is, is what you know it's all about. However, when they start getting insulting, when they start using uh, uh, homophobic slurs or Oh, we're whatever, getting some of that? That's, that's not yeah, good. It's just gotten into that. And, well, there you yeah. go. So, uh, oh, boo bye. We'll see you later, bye -bye. Junior Pubs. Yeah. Hardly knew you. Actually, I literally didn't Bummer. see anything you yeah. said. Well, you know, well, we'll we'll happily listen. It, you know, again, different opinions is what makes the world go around. But uh, uh, yeah, if you can, right. And if you're gonna throw out a homophobic slur, spell it correctly. Oh, he wasn't even doing that. I missed all that. I missed the whole kerfuffle. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. All right. I like the. I missed yeah. the drama. Uh, all right, that's uh, going to do it for today's show. Now, here's the deal. Uh, this show is a uh, crowdfunded effort. It's a brand new month. It's October 1st, 2019. And that means time to get on board, yo. If you want to be a part of this big monster, you can support it by going to patreon.com slash TMS. That's patreon.com 
slash TMS. And honestly, there is no better time than the first of the month to do it because you'll get all those cool rewards for October uh, that you're entitled to as a supporter of the show. So go check it out. Read up on it. That's at patreon.com slash TMS. It's also some changes coming to that soon uh, with uh, just a kind of a restructuring of the levels. And uh, that'll be really cool. So check that out. Uh, and thanks, everybody, who already does. We really appreciate it. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else you're going to need. Brian, we should get out of here, but with a song. Let's do it with a song, shall we? Joshua wrote in and said, hey, Scott and Brian, my wife is scheduled to have our second child on October 1st. She might be in the delivery room right now. I want to give her a shout out for being a great mom to our three-year-old son and the best wife I could ask for. Welcome, baby Fletcher Thomas to the world. Oh, sure, Fletcher. Mm. Name him Name him after Scott Fletcher, the guy who doesn't even show up to record stuff here. He like <laughs> sends in, he phones it in. He literally phones it in. Uh, yeah, Literally phones it in. Yeah. Uh, signed, Joshua. Uh, no, congratulations, you guys, and I hope everything's going well. Keep us posted on uh, the new the new baby, uh, Fletcher Thomas. Cute name. Uh, Joshua requested a cover of The Greatest Show from The Greatest Show Man. The Greatest Show Man. What's his power? Show Man. Um, so a, few years, or a couple of years ago, uh, obviously the movie came out. Shortly after that, a cover album came out called The Greatest Showman Reimagined which featured covers of all the songs from the soundtrack in a couple of cases, multiple covers of songs from the soundtrack. Uh, if there was ever a band that was, that was born to do a cover of the theme song, the greatest show it's panic at the disco. It feels like the song that Hugh Jackman performs as part of the part of the movie was written for panic at the disco to cover. And guess what? They covered it as part of this album. Here is panic at the disco with their cover of the greatest show. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath, stealing your mind And all that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you It's only this moment, don't care what comes after your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking over It's fire, it's freedom, it's flooding open It's the preacher and the prophet and your blind devotion There's something breaking at the brick of every wall That's holding all that you know So tell me, do you wanna go? Where it's covered in all the colors and lights Where the runaway is a ride in the night Impossible comes true, it's taking over you Stop us now.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Shut up, old man. I ain't going nowhere.